welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Lyra. And I'm Galena. Welcome to the darkness. Uh, so, to start off our episode today, we have some shout-outs. Do you have them pulled up? I do. First is Hyde Kaz. I don't know. I, I know it's spelled like, is it K-A-C-Z? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no clue how to say it. <laughs> Sweeter than Sadie or Sarah Hancock. Now, I like that because her name on Insta is Sarah. But it says sweeter than Sadie. So in my head, Sadie's just some bitch she's trying to show up. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who Sadie is. Fuck Sadie. Yeah. <laughs> Fallen Witch. I really hope it's not like her partner or something. Or Dominique. <laughs> Amendment. <clears throat> if Sadie is someone that's very close to Sarah, my apologies, Sadie. <laughs> um, if you're her mortal enemy... Fuck you, Sadie. Sadie. (laughs) Uh, Really quick, though, about Fallen Witch. I encourage everybody to go look at their Insta because they are so pretty and their pictures are so nice. I love it so, so much. So gorgeous. And you know what? It's it's not fair to just highlight one listener that's pretty because so many of you are pretty. You guys are. It breaks my heart how pretty you guys are. Like, I can't remember everybody, but like another person I looked at today was, um, is it My Life with Oliver? Yes. That's another one of our shout outs. My life with Oliver. (laughs) Um, But so many of you. HTTP creepy. She is adorable. Oh my gosh, I know. Mother of Legion. She's fucking adorable. She's so pretty. I want to hit her. She's so pretty. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, Gloria. I can't remember. It doesn't mean to penetrate. I know. That's all I can think of. <laughs> she is so gorgeous, She's too. very pretty. Oh, my gosh. So, eventually, we'll just... We'll publish an entire episode with us just listing off those of you who are pretty. I'm just going to scream your name again. Yippee! <laughs> Spoil alert. It's all of you. I'm so jealous of our our uh, Instagram followers. Oh, my I God. I know. They're so much better at makeup than I know. <laughs> and, in general, you just got better faces. Like... Right. <laughs> Sorry, I distracted us. Let's go back to shout-outs. Uh, shout-outs. Uh, let's see, we've got Dancing Apis. Yeah, I didn't know how to spell that one. That's actually why, I, or spell, I didn't know how to say that one. That's actually why I asked you to do the shout-outs today. Oh, you're such a bitch. Um, or we could pronounce it Dancing Apis. A pit, one piss. Yes, just one piss. One dancing piss. One dancing piss. Love it. The Red Cross... Uh, has a mascot called Bloody uh, Buddy the Blood Drop. So I'm just imagining him, but yellow, just sort of dancing around. <laughs> and like doing like ballet and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Fun fact, I wore the uh, mascot outfit when I did volunteering there in high school. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I would have volunteered literally anywhere else, but our mother worked for <laughs> the Red Cross. The Red Cross has a, has a, a flawed screening system. We're very aware of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moonlight and Magic. Or Nicole. I think their their handle's so pretty, very pretty. Moonlight and Magic. Love it. And KBeast728 for Caitlin. <laughs> um, uh, there's a few other people. Every time before we record, I go through and make sure there's nobody else I need to ask. And there's usually at least a couple. Um, so if I've asked you and you replied before this episode was published, but you're not in the shout out, it's coming. Just, <laughs> just hang on. It'll be next we time. We hate you and we're never going to put your name no! on this show. She's a liar. No, we love all of you. We do love all of you. Um, and uh, we were asked to talk briefly about um, 
fashion when you're plus size by a couple listeners. We wanted to run through a few um, tips, really, because we we tried recording a segment on it earlier, but it went way too long. So we're just going to give some tips about... uh, (laughs) shopping online as plus size and if that's something you're not interested in hearing feel free to fast forward uh through this next section uh basically know your measurements mm-hmm. measurements are so important um one of the the main fittings that will really fuck up how something looks on you is your shoulders i have 19 to 20 inches on my shoulders alone and that is a lot that that's a man-sized shoulder right there <laughs> Um, so there's a lot of specifically women's fashion, uh, on the internet that does not fit me. You would also be surprised at some of the, the sizing, uh, especially if something's from a different country than, than you are, like the sizing's a little differently. Um, and if it's in inches and you're somewhere that uses centimeters, or if you're, uh, if it's in centimeters and you're somewhere that uses inches, uh, just Google it because they give you a very nice table thing that you can convert it on. Uh, it makes it super easy. Um, the, the two measurements that are the most important are definitely your shoulders and your hips. Um, and if you care about where something's going to fall on you, especially if you like shorter skirts, definitely know the length of like your, your thigh, you know? Yes. Like from your hip to your thigh. Um, bust is also a very important size for when you're a measurement for when you're doing the sizing. Um, if something seems like it's going to be a little too small for you, but it has stretch to it, Research the company's return policy and see, you know, if there's comments on it, make sure that they stick to it. Um, and go ahead and order it. Try it on. And if you don't like it, send it back. You'd be surprised at how well some how well something that stretches a little can fit you. Um, when something says free hip, don't always believe it. Make sure the sizing isn't weird for the length of your torso, because if it is, if you have a short torso and it is built for somebody with a long torso, that hip's not going to be free on you, because <laughs> it's not going to hit where, you, where it's supposed to. Um, something, when we talked about this before, something you brought up, uh, a lot of skater dresses have open shoulders, yes, so that's not a so shoulder measurement you need to worry about. if you've got man shoulders, like I do. Yeah, absolutely. Which I actually posted on our Instagram. I bought a dinosaur dress today, so I have something to hey. wear with my dinosaur earrings. <laughs> um, there's a company that we get some really reasonably priced dresses from. It's Cow Cow. Um, they're all around 20 to $25, sometimes under, depending on the sizing. Uh, there's so many different p- uh, prints that you can choose from. They do uh, mostly skater-style dresses. Uh, you can usually choose from, like, cap sleeves and uh, not cap sleeves. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I will say the printing isn't, like, super high quality. When you get the uh, get it in person, it look sometimes it'll look a little pixelated. But if it's not something you're going to mind too much, you're going to wear it as like a casual sundress or something like that. It's wonderful. I have a starried one that I wear all the time. Um, and honestly, it looks pretty nice and almost professional if it wasn't so cutesy with like a sweater or something over it. Um, oh, I'm definitely going to wear mine to work. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, another thing we, we wanted to mention was having a good selection of like skater dresses or tank tops or camis and uh, sweaters or jackets gives you so many options. You can mix and match that shit till the cows come home. (laughs) Um, And it's not hard to dress that sort of look up with the right uh, accessories and jewelry if you need to do something professional. 
Um, it can be super hard shopping in stores or online for plus size clothing because it's made so weirdly. You don't know how it's going to fit your body. Um, so what I said before about making sure a store has good return policies, try and do that with everything. Um, but if you're tempted to buy something real cheap from somewhere like Wish where you might not be able to tell a whole lot about the vendor themselves, um, you know, just, just try to be careful. And worse comes to worse, if you can't return it or, you know, they, they refuse to give you your money back or anything like that, you can always donate something, and if it bothers, if the loss bothers you, you can uh, get, in in most places, you can get tax forms for it, so you can write it off on your end of your taxes. I don't know if other countries function that way. Do do everybody do? <laughs> Fuck. Do everybody do? Shut up. Does everybody do um, end of your taxes? Is that know. how it works everywhere? I don't know either. I have no idea. I don't know how other countries work. I've only lived in America. We're in America. They don't teach us about other countries. They really don't. Like, that sounds like a joke, but it's not. No. We're... No. No. <laughs> um, let us know. Let us know. Tell us about your taxes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. I think we better end this. Yep, yep, yep. Um... But that's just some of our personal tips for specifically shopping online. Um, if you're shopping in-store regardless of how you think it's going to fit, take the time to try it on if possible. Um, and it can be embarrassing, but if it's like a shirt or something and you're wearing something thin, just throw it over top. I've done this so many times. Uh, but just make sure something fits you well enough that you want to spend the money on it. Um, fit can make such a difference in how something looks on you. And they just, they don't, most companies do not design plus-size clothing intelligently. They'll make them wider, but not longer. Or they'll make it so it doesn't cinch in anywhere. It's just a rectangle you put on your body. And I don't know why they're trying to make every fat woman in America wear a caftan. <laughs> but they sure are. They also put, like, sequins on everything for no reason. But we don't have to go into that right now. Yeah. I think that's why we ran long last time, because I bitched about sequins for, like, it 20 is. minutes. That's why I'm like, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up now. Um, is there anything else we want to go over? No, I don't believe so. No? Okay. Um, oh, did we want to update Ghostwatch? Uh, just, you know, remind your husband not to turn my TV off when he takes naps in my room. Because <laughs> he's been doing that, and uh, it's not great. Ends well, up in a little more activity. Yeah, if I go in there after he's turned it off, because it's usually all day when I finally get home and I go to bed, I'll usually lay down without thinking about it, and then I get a nice cold hand like on my shoulder blade letting me know that, you know, TV's off. Can you please turn that back on? <laughs> I turn it on and it, you know, it just settles. <laughs> I feel I feel that, though. I also don't like spending any time without sound. <laughs> so. You know, though... Ghost. Monsieur Ghost. Monsieur. Um, if you can slam a door, you can probably press a button on a remote. <laughs> I'll go through it with you later. <laughs> Alright. Uh, but I think that's all we have for you in our intro. Um, up next is something else. <laughs> now for something completely different. <laughs> and now for something you'll really like. That's Rocky and Bullwinkle, right? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's Rocky and Bullwinkle. All right, so we are going to talk a little bit about Grimoires. Or Book of Shadow, or whatever. Book of Shadows. Grandma. Book of Shadow. <laughs> um, 
Shadow the Hedgehog. Anyway, <laughs> um, I. I feel like I've talked about my Grim quite a bit on here, um, but I don't know if that's true and I've only talked about it once and it felt like a lot. Do you know? Um, I think you've talked about it a couple times. A couple times. Um, but I don't think you've talked about it that much. Okay. Um, so I am going to talk about my own personal preferences when it comes to uh, Grimoire real quick. Um, I like the binder approach because... Uh, I'm crazy. Hey, ah, oh my god. Ah, ah, why? I didn't know there was sound. Oh my god. Okay, Should well we I'm gonna clap over? again. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna talk about grimoires for a minute. Um I know I've talked about mine a couple times. Um so I, I am probably gonna start off with my own personal preferences. Uh but it's Grimoire, Book of Shadows, Witches Friendly Journal, whatever you want to call it. Witches Friendly Journal. <laughs> the fantastic witchy times of whatever the hell your name is. Um, <gasps> that absolutely has to be the title of somebody's Grim. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go through my per uh, my preferences. Um, I found a wonderful blog post on Tumblr about how to add to uh, a Grimm if you're doing it in, a, in a, a journal with a set amount of pages. I just cannot say words on the first try, apparently. Um, but Grimm I'll, pages. <laughs> yeah, um, that I'll, I'll talk about more here in a minute. Uh, and I'm going to talk about, you know, a couple uses, some page ideas. Um, we'll talk about our, our personal projects and stuff like that. Um, I prefer the, the phrase grimoire, and I know for a fact it's for the drama of it. <laughs> um, and drama. Also because I'm pretty sure Book of Shadows is what they used in Charm. Yeah. Charms. Jesus Christ. Charmed. I, can I say one thing? Yeah. I feel like every time you say for the drama of it, <laughs> that you need to get like one of those little like smoke, like flash smoke bomb things. <gasps> like for the drama of it. Like a flashbang? Not yeah. a flashbang. That's a whole different thing. Holy fuck. <laughs> But like, you know, like, magicians use it, or, like, yeah. Batman uses just... Oh, that's true. Batman does use them. <laughs> Listen, they're not expensive. I genuinely have thought about buying a whole bunch of them and just keeping them in my purse. Be like, just for the drama of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. This is... That's I'm doing it. I'm gonna live my best fucking life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that's all I want for you. <laughs> thank you. The support. Um... So for my personal uh, Grim, I, I go. I also like to use the firm, the term gr the firm. Jesus Christ, the firm. <laughs> uh, the term Grim, just because I think it sounds adorable. I think it sounds like a tiny Grim Reaper, <laughs> <laughs> which is something I might eventually put on my Grim. Yes. Um, uh, personally, I like the binder approach because I'm crazy and I have to be able to control it at any given time. I don't trust past Lyra or current Lyra. And uh, don't get me wrong, I don't really trust future Lyra, but I know that she is going to have control in a time when current and past Lyra don't. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> uh, continue, I'm so sorry. I like the ability to change the order uh, that my pages are going to go in. Um, God forbid there's any space between topics. Okay, I can't handle it. Okay, no. Uh, Galena... We'll just skip pages. Random amount of pages. Two, five, nine. It doesn't matter. To allow for expansion. It drives me nuts. I hate it. I hate it so much. 
There's not... Okay, but what if you're, like, getting really into a subject and you turn the page and bam, there's writing because you didn't know there's writing there because nothing makes sense in your journal. No, I gauge it when I go to do something to allow for enough space for how much I think it's going to expand before I transfer it to my permanent gram. Yeah, but it's like, how do you predict how much it's going to expand? I know about how much I write. Anyhow. (laughs) So, uh... For my personal, uh, I, I like to use a three ring binder because um, the other random assortment of ring binders is terrible. You have to like special order paper and shit. Who does oh, that? 26 rings. 26. There's there's like these uh, lawyer binders that, that are beautiful and like made of leather and, and I really like, want them. Is it like They've eight or six ten? or eight or sometimes two? Oh, I've seen the two. What? Ones are you doing why can't this be one standard in our lives <laughs> three rings make total never mind this is this is for a different podcast called lyra complains about office supplies and it really could be a, a podcast i have a strange amount of opinions on office supplies <laughs> like what's up with that six hole punch but anyway yeah it's <laughs> weird um, you can't decide if you want it up slightly or down slightly. It's dumb as fuck. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but I like the three ring binders. <laughs> um, I also don't see the point of binders without rings, but anyhow. <laughs> um, I don't know why I keep talking about that. Mine personally is going to be more of a reference guide. Now, a lot of people use it as like a personal journal or something like that. And that's fine. I think that's a great idea. I don't want people to fucking see my personal shit. And I plan on sharing my grim is the thing. I I want it to be something I hand down to children if they're into it. Um, We actually have a younger cousin that's showing some interest in some of the stuff. So maybe one day I'm going to introduce them to it. Um, All sorts of of possibilities there. Uh, but I want it to be like a reference guide, kind of like a, a real shittily drawn textbook. Um, cause I do illustrate the pages. I'm not an artist. Um, I think before I even said that I would post a page on our and Insta, never I never did. I will. I'll do that. Cause you're a lying whore. Oh my bitch. God. I'll do that after <laughs> we post the episode. <laughs> um, right now I'm working through the herbal section and I say right now, it's been two years, and I'm not going to lie to you, I've gotten two pages done. <laughs> One per year. One per year. I have a whole bunch of, like, notes taken and all that, but I've just not... I've got a third one almost done. I just need to finish inking it, and I haven't. Anyhow. Um, but I, I like uh, this approach because with the three-ring binder, you have a lot of options. Um, I do my pages, I put them in a page protector, and I put them in the binder. Um, which, from there, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were like still going. I'm so sorry. And so, which is flea market, which approved. Yeah, I know. She immediately started saying that and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And we just like wisely like nodded and half squinted at each other. I felt so accepted in that moment. <laughs> Me, the wild <laughs> scribbling at any public. Yeah, I took it out and like I was doing a ritual outside and I was like, and apparently the dew had hit and it soaked through my page and she's like, that's why you need to use page protectors. And I'm just over behind her arms crossed, like nodding like a bitch, just like, <laughs> You should listen to me. Uh, <laughs> it's, sorry. See. It's so funny because this is the one arena in life where I am slightly more organized than you. <laughs> this is <Totally>. it. <laughs> this is it. Um, 
But uh, from there, you can take uh, note cards or baggies with samples of stuff and put them in front of that page in your grim. I think that's so neat. Uh, like specific spells or notes that you didn't include, you can just put on a note card, punch a hole through it, and put it in the, the binder in front of that page. I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about it. When I start doing my tarot uh, pages, what I want to do is get one of the really tiny tarot decks, not the pocket ones, because I feel like they're still a little too big, mm -hmm. the really small ones. Um, you might have to make those. I swear I've seen them. Um, and uh, I'm just going to paste them onto the page with a few uh, meaningful words about what the card represents next to it and uh, some personal notes about it. I think it's a great idea. It is a good idea. Um, and I, I, th I feel like there's a, a lot of um, feeling in, in witchy communities that if it's in a binder, it's not as aesthetically pleasing. You know what I mean? Fuck. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it's partially true. Um, right, my, right now, mine is actually in a secondhand binder I got for cheap on eBay from <laughs> a Methodist church. <laughs> That's even better. It's not, it's not, it's an eternal living space. Um, I would like to uh, one day bind my own binder to put it in. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I'm, I'm at a crossroads. Uh, I don't know if I want to do it in actual leather or if I want to do it in pleather. Because on one hand, if you take care of leather well enough, um, it can last forever, centuries, honest to God. Um, but pleather lasts really well in, if high quality pleather, obviously, lasts really well in at least the short term and doesn't require as much upkeep. And I'd go through, you know, pretty reliable depression months where I might not oil the spine of my leather binder. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, it will smell like leather. <laughs> It will. So, I don't know. It, it's still a decision I'm making. Um, and that's far off in the future when I have, like, a little bit of extra cash to dabble in leather crafting, uh, which is expensive as heck. Um, but you can, you can get binders that look, going back to what I was talking about, you can get binders that look like anything, really. Um, and there's a lot of options on Etsy, actually, for uh, weird, weird and witchy binders. Um, when I was looking through them, I had a hard time finding one that fit all of my specifications, but you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm very picky. Anywho, uh, if you are a journal person and you want to do it in a book with a set amount of pages, uh, either because you like the way it looks or it just feels right to you, which I understand bound page, there's something magical about bound pages, like just inherently. It's wonderful. Books smell so nice. <laughs> and honest to God, a lot of people will just be out shopping or uh, something and stumble across a notebook or a journal that just speaks to them. And, you know, sometimes you see something and you're like, yep, that's it. That's my grim. It's meant to be my grim. Mm -hmm. um, it happens. Uh, tippity tap tap. Tippity tap tap tap. I hope they can actually hear that and <laughs> we don't just sound like crazy people. My uh, my poor old man just got off up off the couch and he's tippy tapping through the hardwood floor here. Great great sound effects. <laughs> Good foley work. Good foley work. Um, but journals aren't like I'm not saying nobody should do the journal approach. Um, it can be hard to 
decide on spacing like we were talking about before um but the uh there's like i said before there's a tumblr post that i like so much um that's about adding sections and information to a section you thought you'd completed um the blog is here comes the witch.tumblr.com you know what i didn't get their permission <laughs> um but we're just gonna chance it sorry about that <laughs> uh if you go to their blog uh, you can search either Journal, Book of Shadows, or Grimm. Uh, it's either the first or second uh, result <laughs> uh, if you do that. And it's wonderful. Um, their, their journal in the, the before and act they have a, a picture of, the, of their journal that they use and a journal of the same kind that's brand new. And the before and after effect is just hilarious. Um, but it's wonderful. It's super informative. It's it's just a really good idea. Um, if you are going the journal route and you you want control over how your sections are going, planning is key. Sit down, think about all of the uh, things you want to cover and all the things you might eventually want to cover. Because maybe it's something you're not interested in now. But listen, interests change as you age, especially if you're young and new to the craft. Sometimes you will be surprised at what you you end up being into that is true yeah when I was younger I never thought I'd want to dabble in spirit work um because honestly it scares me <laughs> uh, it still scares me but I do want to explore it more and you've got me over here going look at me doing all these things. I know it's awful <laughs> <laughs> um I also on a more uh, domestic level I never thought I'd be into like kitchen witchcraft uh, I also never really thought I'd be into gardening or anything like that so you you don't know you don't know where life's going to take you. That is true. Um, and I, I want to say, at least how I was as a teenager, I created a very small <laughs> section of uh, Lyra things that I was allowed to be into uh, without being to one thing or to another. So I, I could continue to be the smallest level of cool that I had <laughs> I had accumulated over the years. It wasn't much. Um, categorizing can be difficult in journals but you definitely can do it um and especially if you want to leave yourself room to grow just take an even amount of pages for each category and just split it up like that because if you're not specifying it by each indiv uh, each individual subject you're going to leave a little bit of space hopefully <laughs> in that grouping of pages hmm, uh, for you to add things to later yeah but you're not doing it like that you just go by it randomly Listen, I found some fucking notes in one of your notebooks that was, like, at the end of the notebook. <laughs> I was probably because it wasn't meant to be in that notebook, but I couldn't find another notebook. So I did it at the end and then made a mental note of where it was. Madness. Madness. Well, look at who you're talking to. <laughs> anyway. Um, practice pages, especially if your pages are fixed and cannot be removed, are very important. Especially if you want to do fancy stuff uh, with your grim. Because... I'm not doing a lot of fancy stuff, but I want it to look very aesthetically pleasing, at least to me. So, you know, hand illustrating things was not the way to go, but I've already gone this far. <laughs> uh, and um, practice pages can really open, open up what you want to include in each page. Um, if there is extra information that you don't necessarily want to include in your page after you've done a practice page, you can always make like a, a notes section in the back. You know, something where you have, like, a reference page. Textbooks do it a lot. Right. <laughs> um, 
and you can do volumes of the same journal or different journals. Um, maybe one's about herbs, maybe one is about uh, spirits, maybe one's about crystals, tarot, uh, lore, gods and goddesses and things in between, whatever, whatever you want. Um, I think volumes is a pretty, a pretty good idea, just hard yeah. to travel with. Because <laughs> I want to be able to take mine with me as one of my, my personal things. I feel like Merlin with all the books that he travels with. <laughs> I mean, if anybody figures out how to do that, like, expanding pocketbook thing that Hermione did in Harry Potter, let me know. I'm down for it then. Well, I, I love have a, a lot of journal. stuff I need to store in general. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's just, I guess, not really a very clear pros and cons list versus, uh, on uh, journals and binders. It's just some things to consider, uh, depending on which route you go down. See, it depends on taste. Yeah. Access money yeah things like that and um you know uh one of one of the people that have reached out to us i don't know how open they are about what kind of witchcraft they follow um but one of the people that recently reached out to us uh is into chaos magic so i mean maybe chaos just flows in your life and maybe going subject by subject randomly through the journal is kind of how you go might be we obviously know from from me speaking that that is not how I want to live my life in regards to this, this specific thing. I love that you're a Virgo trapped in a house full of, like, Scorpions. <laughs> it's really I say true. full of, but there's only two of us. That's a lot, though. That's a lot of Scorpios. <laughs> it's a lot of Scorpios. And I feel like we just generate a lot of chaos. That's why I've got a Libra in my corner. <laughs> uh... But I'm, I'm also not a very organized Virgo. When you are, you are. Oh my god, it's nuts. It's like I build a cage around myself in organization when I do it. Because when we first started bullet journaling, which I decided was just not for me. It was causing me too much daily stress. <laughs> it's uh, so anxiety inducing. Oh my god. Like, I really liked having everything planned out. But you know what? We can just buy journals. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did that, in fact. We bought journals. Yeah. I, I much rather use my planner that's already made oh my god it's so much easier and i like the idea of doing like journal entries and doodling along the sides of the pages but i just have a journal for that doesn't matter i haven't been using my journal either <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's another thing if you do want to journal in your uh grimoire or your book of shadows or whatever you choose to call it you absolutely can a lot of witches do um that's actually one of the main uses for a lot of people it's a mm -hmm. very personal thing um I actually think it's a, it's, I might be wrong about this, but I think it's a Wiccan specific thing where your, your book of shadows is personal to you and you're not supposed to show it to other people. It depends. Probably, yeah. There's a lot of different <laughs> beliefs. It depends on what traditions you follow. Some people have very staunch beliefs that you should never, ever show it to another person. Yeah. Some people are like, hey, look at what I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, that's another thing. That's up to you. Um, and they can be very personal projects. Um. And if it's something you don't want to show other people, don't. You don't have to. You yeah. don't have to do jack shit if you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, maybe pay your taxes. <laughs> you don't want to go to prison. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Um, so just a couple, couple things people use it for is a diary or a journal like I was talking about. Um, you can use it as a reference book like I plan on doing. Um, I'm so excited when I get enough pages in it to start putting like section tabs in it. God, I'm so excited for section tabs. <laughs> um, 
Uh, you can use it to record the things you're learning, the things you're working on, the things you want to learn, uh, anything, spells, sigils, tarot, rune reading, whatever the hell you're going into. Um, and even if it's something that you're not trying to learn right now, if you just want like an overview of it, you can put that in there. Yeah. Um, something that I saw uh, some people talking about online that I hadn't thought about was using it for uh, automatic writing, uh, which is oh, also yeah. known as ghostwriting, also known as... Psycho, psycho, psychography. <laughs> oh my god, psychography. I can't say fucking words. Um, that's like the scientific term for it. Oh, okay. Um, see, I haven't done that in years. I forgot that you used to do that. I've never done that. Um, it's a really low energy way, and sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's your subconscious, sometimes it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's so many things out there. You might try that again. Feel free. I think it's a good, I think it's a pretty good way to, to reach out because it's not really offering a whole lot of control to another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but I thought that was an interesting thing to include in your, your book of shadows, you know? That'd be cool. Uh, you can use it for, if you're not doing like diary work or journaling, uh, you can use it for dream journaling specifically, mm-hmm. um, which I think is another good idea. Um, and a lot of people use it to track their personal growth, uh, their... Uh, approaching goals, uh, things like that. And I think that's so, so neat. I think it's a really cool idea to have like an ongoing um, project where you track that kind of thing. Because like a journal or a planner or something like that, that's a year usually, you know. Uh, at most, I think they go up to five-year planners. Um, I've seen that, but that's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't want to plan five years. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's... I think it's beautiful to have like this thing. I also consider them to be a lifelong project. Some people think of them as something that they just want to get done. So they have it to refer back to later. Mm. Um, like, especially if they're going to use it as a reference book, like I will. Um, but personally, I think it's, you'll it's, technically never be done with. Yeah. And I, I never want to be done with it. Um, and I think it's going to be a lifelong thing. And if that's the kind of belief you have about it, don't feel rushed to finish things. Um, do it as you go, because this is something where you're going to be focusing intently on everything you're putting into it, you don't want to put negative energies into it. If you're stressing yourself out, making yourself feel bad, take a break and breathe because you don't want to taint something that's supposed to be sacred like this um, that way. Um, And just another small quick thing, uh, I'm going to read some page ideas that I thought were nifty. Um, There's so many lists on uh, Tumblr and Pinterest and other uh, blog sites and things like that um, about things you can enter or things you can put into your grim. Um, but these are some of my favorites. Um, a personal page that is about you or like in my case, it would, it would include me and whoever's, whoever else is going to use it, you know, like a page for everybody who has had possession of the book, I would imagine. Um, that includes, you know, like some information about you, maybe your birthstone, maybe your star sign, things that you consider important. <laughs> um an inspiration page, I think is a really cool idea. It makes me think a lot of uh, bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that'll make it into my personal book of shadows. Um, but it's it's a good idea, I think. Um, a table of contents, I feel, especially if you're going to be using it for reference, is a must. Um, she almost bit the power cord along with the poof. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of our cats is playing with the tassel on my journal. It's the shock noodle. <laughs> the shock noodle. Um uh, another really cool idea I found was history of, like, your craft or what you're studying or witches in general, but also um, family history. Like, mm. especially if you have a magic tradition, 
in your family, that'd be a great thing to notate down in a, in a grim. Um, local myths and local magic is such a good idea. Yes. Uh, terms and definitions for things you were unfamiliar with before you started studying a certain subject is also great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there should be, if you have something like that, I think you should have a glossary in the back. I agree. I think it's a really good idea. Um, and this is specifically for us, pronunciations. Yes. Yep. Pronunciate, pronunciates. Pronunciates. Pronunciates them. Words. <laughs> uh, like, because I'm going to do pages for all of the holidays and stuff that we're going to, you know, try to follow. Um, so I'm going to have pronunciations on those. I do for um, a lot of the scientific and technical terms on the herbs that I've done. Uh and there's usually when it's uh something that's used in magic or in medicine, there's way too many fucking terms for it because there's <laughs> there's a lot of local terms and then there's a scientific term. Sometimes there's more than one scientific term because and it comes from different cultures. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a lot out there. Um, so I usually have an alias section for <laughs> for herbs and plants. Um. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. We don't mean to st- like to keep stopping and laughing, but there's a cat distracting us. When isn't there a cat distracting That's us? That's so true. Um, but I really think if you're looking for a project that you can put some time and energy into, especially if you're looking for like a low energy way to feel li- feel witchy in a day. I almost said litchy. Let's not try to feel litchy. Yeah, let's become the lich king. <laughs> let's not do that. Um, but then again, you know, practice the magic you want. <laughs> I am Arthas. Jesus Christ. Uh, but uh, if you want, if you want to feel uh, witchy, but you don't have a whole lot of energy to maybe do um, a cleansing or a spell or something, you can definitely do a grimoire page. Yeah. Um, or even just study and take down notes for one if you're not feeling up to doing any design aspects you're looking into. And it doesn't have to be pretty, by the way. If all you want is functional, go for it. I'm still afraid to make my official first page. I know. I've got so many, I've been, what I've been calling my proto <laughs> which is like spread out over like four different notebooks at this point. At least you have it all in like one place, though. Yeah, I keep it in, in a binder. My eventual binder that will, will house my grim. <laughs> For now. Um, oh, another thing I meant to touch on and I didn't. Um, online grimoires are a really yes. good idea. Google Docs is what we use for a lot of stuff that we share in the group. Um, and that's honestly how I've kept track of a lot of writing over the years because I've lost the devices that I've written them on. So the only place they were saved was Google Docs. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Docs is a great place to store a grimoire. And you can open a, or open, you can create a specific uh, email. So that's the only thing in your Google Docs files very nice. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good idea. And with that, you can also include um, links that are easily clickable because it'll just open out of Google Docs. Um, it's a good idea, I think. <laughs> That's all I have to add to that. Um, but there's there's lots out there on Grimoires. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, and you know, as I say that, there's, there's not like a specific way to do it either. Definitely do it at uh, your own pace and your own style and the way you enjoy doing it. I make fun of my sister a lot for skipping pages and notebooks, but that's the way she, you know, uh, thinks for for this kind of thing. You know, she sets out a certain amount of space for her to grow the information in. Um, you know, you also do that crazy word jumble when you're trying to, like, graph out stories and stuff. I do, yeah. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> chaos up in that noggin, so I don't know what the hell's going on up there. <laughs> uh, 
I feel like it's a filing system that only I understand. It absolutely is. <laughs> My, uh, if I'm graphing out a story or something, it's usually like a really, really comprehensive flowchart. <laughs> Mine's not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's because I do it all in my brain. Like, when I lay down, if I don't do, like, some sort of meditation thing, I'm building the story and, like, trying out storylines and, like, letting the characters go through them. See, I do that, too, but when I write it down, I graph it out as a timeline. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. Anyway, let's not talk about story writing. Um, let's move on to whatever our ne next section is. Who knows? Who knows? Stay tuned to find out. It's going to be like a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome back to our next segment. For you, it was five seconds. For me, it was about 30 minutes. We have to use the bathroom. We have to go in a group. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I thought we should cover this week since our schedule didn't fall along with Valentine's Day. It's falling after Valentine's Day. A lot of people, I'm sure, are talking about love magic, um, sex magic, things like that. One thing I wanted to talk about, which I think is important, is magic to help you separate yourself from someone. It's a very good idea, especially after. Yeah, after a breakup. It can be either a mild breakup or a messy breakup. Uh, depending on the intensity of the relationship, you may have to do this cycle a couple times. Yeah, that's true. Um, one time might do it for you, but you have to make sure you're actually ready to let go before you really do this. Uh, what gave me the idea is this free book. Well, it's not free free. Um, if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Uh, they have actually... A somewhat good selection of witchcraft and Wiccan and spell books. This one is Moon Spells by Diane Alquist. And she has a leaving someone spell. It calls for a black candle, which a black candle is very good for removing negativity from your life, for ending things, finalizing things, and honestly, you just feel good <laughs> after you burn a black candle and you focus getting rid of everything negative. That's true. I do like burning black candles. Um, in the spell, I'm not going to tell you the exact spell. I'm just going to give you a rundown of it. Um, you need a black candle. The suggestion is to face north. Work during a, mani uh, a, maning, a waning moon phase or a dark moon phase. And if you'll remember when, we when I talked about sea magic a couple... I almost said episodes. Well, I guess these are episodes. I don't yeah. know. Just don't fucking listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. A couple episodes. Epis Episodics. Episodics ago. Episodes ago. I talked about um, using the new moon or the waning moon to remove negative things or to wash away things. Because that is also when the low tides and everything like that. Uh, or basically during when the tide's going out or at low tide because it takes and washes that away from you. So it's the same kind of idea here. Um, in her spell, she does suggest working this type of spell work either on a Sunday or a Saturday. I, I'll have to look into it a little bit further to see if there's a significance for the day. But honestly, I feel like 
where that's the beginning of a week, you're, you're getting rid of that negative energy. Also, if you work an, a Monday through Friday job, it kind of gives you a day to recover yeah. before you have to go back to work. So I do like the suggestion that it's on a, a Saturday or Sunday. Um, gems suggested are onyx, jet, or obsidian. Those gems are very good for absorbing negative energy, absorbing negative things like anxiety or things like that. So these are definitely good gems to use for work like this. Um, her suggestions on for incense were lavender, cedar, or citrus. Again, very mm. relaxing, very soothing. So nice. Um, the spell has an affirmation to read, which all of her spells I like that have a sort of affirmation to read before you do the spell to get you in the right headspace. That's such a good idea. Headspace can be so important when you're performing magic. Um, and what she just suggests is for you to ask for guidance and strength from whatever higher power you practice you associate yourself with um you know while you're focusing on separating your life from your partners um it also uses a visual oh my god visualization to distance to diminish them from your field of vision or your mind um one of the things was to stare at the the black candle and imagine the person you're wanting to remove from your life getting smaller and smaller and farther in the distance which I think that is a really good step in working through this and I love visualizations I believe they're very very powerful in your setting your intentions um, I am going to include the chant that she put at the end she doesn't really give a specific amount of times that you chant this I think it's something that you should probably chant afterwards because she didn't include this but after you work the spell after you've blown out your candle you can leave it burning if you want if you have a safe way to do that while taking a shower my suggestion is to take a shower after you work the spell and focus on removing that energy from your body use it kind of to ground you to return the energy to the earth but also to wash that person out of your life so do you also suggest to chant that while you're in the shower? Is that Yeah, that was my next thing, is that if you can, memorize it. If not, chant something close to it or, you know, use the visualization. Take. Yeah, you do your intake, which you guys know me. I believe that spells that you find in a book are a great stepping stone. Absolutely. But that you need to put your own twist on it to have any meaning for you. We are all about personalization at Witch Witch Podcast. Yes. Uh, the chant, which I am going to read to you, is, I wish you well. As we part, as we now part, I follow what is now in my heart. Each must walk their own separate way. Our union is over on this day. I think that's lovely. And I really like it because I feel like it really does help you really finalize in your mind. Um, my thoughts on the spell is, like I said, I, I believe this is a good base, but you need to work on things leading up to the spell. Decide if you are ready to move on. If you're not, you can still work this spell or something similar, but until you're actually ready to move on, you won't see the same results. Well, I'm sure working it even before you're ready to move on can probably help you get to a place <laughs> where you are. Um, it's just like, you know, in like romantic comedies and stuff where people go through and like burn pictures and stuff. Um, it's It's symbolic. That's actually my next part. Is, oh, God, I'm so no, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying burn things. <laughs> um, 
But a good way to work up to doing this spell work is if you have a lot of personal items, like love letters, um, trinkets, things like that, things that aren't essential to your life or things that you can part with right now. Because there might be more stuff, like say you're not as attached to a birthday card as you might be a stuffed animal yeah. that was given to you. So in your first round of separating yourself, put some of stuff like that in a box and put it in your closet. Get it out of your sight, out of your mind. Um, and that, that helps to kind of put a barrier between you and that person. Um, my ideas were gifts, clothing, clothing, etc. Maybe a piece of jewelry that was maybe significant. If you can, give it back to them. That, I feel, is a big important part of breaking your connection to somebody if you can't that's such a good idea though because even even without the the magic element that's a good good way to get closure on some stuff it is if you can't if it's too much of an emotional hurt if you just simply have already broken communications with them and you don't want to open that back up donate it give it away sell it if it's something of value uh, let's see here um, what I like is I have a nightly or morning cleansing ritual, you know, wash your body, your teeth, just something that you're washing. It can be just your hands. If you don't want to get into a full on cleansing emotionally, you may not be in a place where you're taking a shower every day. If you're going through a breakup, that's yeah. fine. Start small, start with just washing your hands at least once a day and sending those emotions down the drain that helps pull them out of your body and send them on their way. Uh, a few days before you do the spell work, examine what you saw as essential. Like say it's a sweater, that stuffed animal, something like that. And see if it's something that actually is essential. If you can stand apart with it, you're probably ready to go on with the spell. Then do the same thing. Box it up, give it away, donate it, give it back, whatever. Some things that you may have gotten from that relationship, and these are just examples, actually pretty much personal examples from the last big relationship I broke up from. Sometimes you have property that are essential to your life that you can't get rid of, but you may have gotten either as a gift or together. Cars, TVs, sometimes your bed or your home. Those, a lot of times you can't get rid of them. Yeah. Cleanse them. Sage them. Smoke them up. Wash them. You know, probably don't do a salt bath on your car, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, run it through the car wash. Wash it yourself those same intentions blow some sage around on the inside and just really focus on cleaning that person and their energy out of the item i imagine it would be a lot like kicking a ghost out just kicking out memories yeah, yeah. uh and what we were talking about earlier when we finish or when you finish the spell take a shower yeah repeat that ending chant Memorize, memorize it if you can't, if you can, if you can't, do some version of it or visualize. When you wake up the next morning, and this again is my take and how I like to work spells, uh, journal about how you feel when you wake up. That's a good idea. Do you have a sense of peace over this? Are you bothered? Um, do you have something you feel like you have to tell that person? Write it down. Don't tell them. Unless it's, you know, something super, super important. But 
when you're going through a breakup, everything feels important and significant. Yeah. Write it down. You know, maybe when you wake up every day, write down a little bit of what you feel. And eventually, this may take a couple cycles, do this until, you know, there's nothing left. Or until you feel like you don't need to do it anymore. And I feel like that's a good way to work somebody out of your your life. Work those emotions out. Absolutely. And uh, just elaborating a little bit. Anything that you're wanting to do during a breakup, you need to give yourself a little emotional space from before you make that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not at your, your tip-top decision-making uh, ability. You are not. I actually have a <laughs> list of things to avoid when going through a breakup. Uh, immediate new relationships. Yep. Emotional relationships, no. I mean, sexual rebounds are a whole different thing. Yeah. So we're not even going to touch on that. That's up to personal preference. Some people like them, some people don't. But do not get in an, an, an immediate emotional relationship. I know it does feel great to just feel that fill that void with another emotional relationship, but you are not actually working through what you've just been through. You're hiding from it. And it's like... It's like a house burning down, and then you're building right on top of, uh, like, that the old bone foundation without, not... <laughs> without fixing it or replacing it first. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, big purchases. Don't buy a brand new car. Don't buy a new house. Don't move across the country. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, don't get a brand new hairdo. Give yourself at least a month or two before you do that. Now, I will say, if you want to do, because it's very cathartic to change your hair after uh, something really emotional happens. Um, I'm going to say do something maybe minor. Maybe trim it. Maybe get yourself bangs. People tell you bangs are always a mistake. And listen, sometimes that's true. But Have you seen that meme that says, I don't know what you're going through emotionally, but you don't need bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, bangs are a small step that'll grow out in a month or two. <laughs> They're not with you forever. Um, but I, I would also suggest maybe dyeing your hair. Um, a similar or natural collar that's not going to be too hard to wash out or move on from. Uh, dwelling. Don't... And this is hard. Oh, yeah. This is probably the worst of it. Try not to dwell on those feelings. You are going to. But when you catch yourself doing this or going down in a spiral... Lean on your support system, your friends, your family, people who care about you. Uh, if you know somebody who provides emotional support to you, that may even be a, a professional. Yeah, that definitely. might be your therapist. It might be. And don't ever look at a breakup as something trivial that you don't need to go see a counselor about. If it is affecting the way you live your life, and you want to talk to a professional about it, I, that's a good enough reason. It is. Some do's. Self-care. I know I feel like I push that for everything, but self-care is probably one of the best things you can do for yourself. Give yourself a facial, face mask, go get a massage, take a nap. Absolutely. And self-care can really build your (laughs) self-value. I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye. (laughs) (laughs) And they really hit hard on that in some episodes. Um, Some of these are a little bit cheesy. But visualizations of yourself being successful, of yourself moving on, intention is the most powerful thing. Um, positive affirmations. They're, they sound ridiculous and dumb, but 
if you look in the mirror every day and say, I, I am worthy, I'm worth fighting for, I'm worth, you know, things like that, eventually... Gosh, you darn start it, feeling people like me. I know. Gosh darn it, people <laughs> like me. And I mean it can it can really sound like something like a Pinterest mom posted. You know what it I mean? It does. But but it affects you very well. Absolutely. Um and be careful about the language you use. Like don't don't put yourself down. Don't say, I might be an ugly bitch, but my mom loves me. Yeah. That's the wrong way to do it. <laughs> um, like we Honestly, we do a lot of self-depreciating things. Uh, we say a lot of self-depreciating things on this show. Don't do as we do. <laughs> do as I say. Yeah. I'm really a Pinterest mom tonight. Because <laughs> we're, we're some dumb bitches. And we say a lot of stupid shit. But we care about you. And we don't want you making the same mistakes. <laughs> but do a lot of things that are confidence building. Believe it or not, the Wonder Woman pose, male or female, if you stand naked in the Wonder Woman pose for what is it? Is it like 3 minutes a day? Mm-hmm. You start feeling more com- more confident. Oh yeah, there's a whole psychology about posturing. Mm-hmm. So. So do do a little bit of research, reach out to those that you love and love you and work on it. This isn't something you're going to get over immediately, but I feel like in the vein of seeing all of these Valentine's Day things, it's re- it's important to remember that while romance and love is fa- fantastic and all that stuff, I don't really feel it. But it's all fantastic. There is the other side of it. Absolutely. And you have to be able to work through that as well. And you know, it's it's truly okay to let yourself be upset over over silly little things. Like if you've gone through a breakup recently and it's Valentine's Day and you're seeing hearts everywhere and it's really bumming you out, it is okay to feel upset about that. Um and don't let your happy couple friends make you feel shitty about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. Uh maybe avoid them for a couple days, but <laughs> hide from them till it's over. Yeah, hide from them till <laughs> Valentine's Day is over. I'm in a very happy couple. We're terrible around romantic times of the year. We're we're horrors to be around. So, you know, avoid that sort of thing <laughs> if you're going through a tough time. Yeah. Um I also I have a small uh broom closet suggestion. If you live with family or roommates or even a partner that you're hiding your uh craft from if you're going to be chanting in the in the shower or something like that but you don't want to do like a witchy chant specific to this sing a breakup song that's a good idea like i was specifically imagining somebody in the shower singing what's love got to do with it i love that song i know that's why i thought of it because it's (laughs) it's such a it's such a favorite of yours so i mean you know anything to channel those emotions anything you can relate to that's a great idea I'm just now playing through the lyrics. Of I know, right? Do with it. <laughs> That's. I actually giggled earlier when you were talking about something because I was thinking about it. So. <laughs> I love Tina Turner. <laughs> uh, is there anything else about the spell? No. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to add? Um, I do want to say one more thing, uh, real quick. Um, about dwelling, definitely avoid dwelling. But if you're in a clearer headspace and you are in a in a better spot and you want to unpack it yeah dwelling and moving through your emotions and letting yourself feel stuff it's not the same thing no it's not um and it's it can be hard to, it really can be hard to tell 
the difference. So if it feels like it might be dwelling, maybe just avoid it and come back to it later. You know, um, you shouldn't pack down emotions and ignore them forever, but sometimes they're more damaging than they are good to work through. You got to give yourself time to heal, you know, like you can't, uh, you can't sprain your ankle and then immediately start running again. <laughs> you got to give it some time to heal and then build your strength back up. It's the same thing with emotions. Um, it's true. As someone who suffered from depression a lot, I feel like I talk about depression all the time. Um, it's okay. This is a safe space. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's true of, uh, breakups as well as depressive episodes. You know, if you just went through a real heavy depression and you want to just take off running because you're you're out of it or you're at least a little out of it. Um, start small. Start small. It is not a good... You're just going to wear yourself out <laughs> emotionally. One day. <laughs> and you're going to go right back to that depression. I've made that mistake many times myself. And don't get me wrong. Everybody experiences like clinical depression and things like that a little differently. But my experience is you have to build your strength back up to be happy. <laughs> it's true. It takes a lot of energy to be happy. Like, honest to God, it does. It really, really does. Depression's so low rent. I just have to lay in bed and watch Les Mis. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not go back to that face. <laughs> it was six months straight and my husband was very understanding. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to the fact that if you even say the word like this, he just stiffens like... Oh, God. I think he has flashbacks. He does. Yeah. Um, for a frame of reference, at some point I was just playing the uh, commentary. And the commentary run. I don't remember now, but it's it either runs through the film two or three times. And I watched the commentary countless times. Oh, I God. don't know how many times. Uh, not to mention just the film itself. It's a very good depression film. It is. For some reason, so is Spider-Man. But anyway... <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I mean the original one. Okay. <laughs> Not original. Um, Toby. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire Spider Man. Is that the Amazing Spider Man? Yeah. Yeah. The first. Is it the Amazing Spider Man? I don't. Know. I don't know. But the Toby Maguire first Spider Man. I've watched that so many times. Depressed. It is well depressing. <laughs> you know what my favorite depression movie is? What's your favorite depression movie? The Land Before Time. It's a good one. It's a very good one. I literally make whale noises. I know. <laughs> You're like, I've, I've lived through this for 30-some years. What, um, what was it we watched not too long ago to make ourselves cry and it worked? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, no, me either. It was good, though. No, send us a list of your favorite movies that make you cry. Let's talk about depression films now. I love it. <laughs> Depression, even when I'm in a good mood, I love depressing, uh, depressing films and shows. Gosh, I just love sad things. I think it's just because it's one, one emotion I know how to process real well at this point in my life. If you want to have your fucking heart ripped out after feeling like everything was going great, watch Black Klansman. Oh my god, it was such a good movie. Um, and at the end, there is some real life footage of, uh, some stuff that happened recently. I don't want to, like, say specifically in case... Somebody yeah, is going to watch don't, it. You know? Don't trust the ending. Because um, it's not ending. And it was some footage that I'd never seen. And I just bawled in the theater. It took us so long to leave the theater because I just couldn't handle it myself. Oh. Um, Star Wars is a good crying movie. I, I mean, 
Why? Because <laughs> I, I don't see it as a crying movie. Well, I mean The Force Awakens, specifically, when Han I mean, Solo dies. And, well, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, when all I mean, that happens. Yeah. but I, And I then don't... the whole emotion trauma that is going on during that part. I might cry right now. Anyway. Um, it's, um, an, it's an intense part of the movie. It took me, I think, five times of seeing that movie before I quit crying. I'd, I'd say Rogue One is a good crying movie. Oh my god, don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> oh, I cried so hard. I know. Like, honestly, Star Wars movies are the only... It's alright. It's a very good crying movie. It, yeah. For those of you who couldn't hear that, it's Mulan. Really it is. I, I whispered it like it was a holy text or something. I love Moulin Rouge. It's a very good crying movie. Um, there's so many. Oh, Return of the Jedi. The oh my god. Part. No, when Vader dies. See, I've never found that all that sad. Oh, I a- really, don't get me wrong, I really like, I don't know if like's the right word. I very much appreciate Vader as a character. Um, but like, he, it was, it was time. <laughs> He'd been through a lot. Let the man rest. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of another one that makes me just absolutely bawl. There's so many, and I just can't think of half of them. Oh, one God. Day. The end. Oh, my God. One day. <laughs> Becoming Jane. I don't know. The one about Jane Austen's. I don't think I've seen that. <gasps> oh, my we gosh. We have to watch it. Okay. Um. That's that's a great one. Becoming Jane makes me cry. One day makes me cry. One day makes me cry a lot. Uh, basically anything with Anne Hathaway in it. That's so true. Um, God damn her. The end of All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, that is sad, yeah. I ball. But I mean, it's a very positive sad, you know? Is it though? Yes. You can be happy and sad at the same time. It's a thing. Um... I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't want to just keep drawing this out. I know. I like that this has just become a list of movies we cry to. Oh, fuck. I moved something. I watched some... I, I usually hate Nicholas Sparks movies and films. Safe Harbor made me fucking ball. You've talked about that one before, and I still haven't it's seen it. It's not great, but it made me ball because I didn't catch what was going on. No, on the other hand, um, if you're not if you're not at sad yet, and you're angry, and you just want to feel angry, I cannot more highly suggest watching the sci-fi film Pandorum. Because I'm still mad about that movie. You want to get angry? Watch episode six, the new version. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let it go. We have the original cuts. I don't know why you're still upset about this. I will always be upset about this. Um, what was another movie that made me angry? I love angry movies, too. I just like strong negative emotions, I guess. There was something that I saw Except recently. Embarrassment. I don't like that. I got so bad. It's awful. I can't remember what it was. I'll keep everybody updated. I'll figure <laughs> out what it was. Because remember, remember we watched it. I was like, "That's it. That's how the damn movie ends." Like I'm pretty sure I knocked over like a hamper and went on like a yelling spree around the house. It wasn't the one about the military brothers, was it? No, that that one both made me angry and sad at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, watch the Flying Sol. Is it the Flying Sullivans or the Fighting Sullivans? I, it has to be fighting, right? They're Navy guys. Yeah, it can't be flying. No. Watch the Fighting Sullivans. It's an old ass movie. Get ready to have your soul ripped out. 
it's also a very American film. Yes. Like, be, be ready for some of that, some of that good old-fashioned American patriotism. And you'd think it's exaggerated in films, and yeah. it's not. No. <laughs> um, we're not the most patriotic of, peop- of the American people whatsoever, and on the 4th of July sometimes we still get fucking pumped about being American. I don't know what it is. No, I do. It's brainwashing. It is. It's brainwashing. They make um, the beer cans flags. Oh like, my god! You just want to be a gross American. You really on do. On July Fourth, mostly it's like a counter protest of American culture, <laughs> but we really enjoy. We really do enjoy being it. gross redneck Americans for one day. We and we come from a lot of, uh, a lot of family background like that. Um, this lasted. Fourth of July, though, because of the literal internment camps that we have. We did not celebrate. We didn't celebrate at all. Um, it's still going on, so we probably won't celebrate again this year. No. Um, as long as that's happening, I don't think we can. No. No, I can't celebrate a government that's doing this type of thing. No. Like, we're do in general, as a country, we do a lot of shitty things all the time. But this is something that is happening right here on our own soil, and I just... I, Anyhow, let's move on from why why your local witches are angry at America. <laughs> <laughs> so many reasons. I'm so embarrassed about who the, who we've elected. Anyway. Oh my god. I every once in a while I'll be going about my day normally and remember that forever in history that's going to be recorded that yeah. Donald Trump is our president. I know. It is like the worst thing. I struggle to function after remembering that. I genuinely do. I feel like sometimes just so I can go about my day, I block it out. Like, it's too much to deal with. It's this is literally the stupidest turn we've ever taken. We I wanna say we have nowhere to go but up. (laughs) But I wanna say that from this point on, we have nowhere to go but up. But, like, I kind of thought that after the second Bush administration. So, you know, let's not jinx it. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, anyhow. Let's, uh. Let's move on. Let's move on. From the political corner. Jesus Christ, we are all over the place again. Um, you know what? Maybe it's just we're going to have to go through cycles. Like, every two episodes will be real focused. Every <laughs> other two episodes, we're going to be all over the damn place. Yep. Uh, maybe it's just that you'll just have to stick with us. I'm so sorry. Watch more Star Wars. To be fair, we do provide this for free, so it doesn't have to be top quality. <laughs> <laughs> on on the other hand, um, really quick, talking about that, I do want to thank everybody for being cool about um, our advertisement that we've inserted in all of our episodes. Um, so far we have a little a little around half of what we need to buy a microphone. So yeah, that's exciting. A few more episodes and we can get a microphone. I'm and then so hopefully excited. the quality of our show will go way up and we promise so to be better. And you know, after it's gonna take a lot longer than it took to get like the funds for a microphone. <laughs> but I would also like to save it up again to try and get a laptop specifically dedicated to uh, editing our show and being better at things. Yes. <laughs> It'll be the witch laptop. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to so just put all kinds of witch stuff all over it. Oh, hell yeah. That'll be great. <laughs> all right. Um, so I'm going to... Pure black magic. <laughs> I'm going to throw in a quick apology for how wild the segment went. And uh, we're going to move on. We'll be back with you. <laughs> So as we informed you guys, uh, we're going to do some highlights on cryptids. 
um, instead of our usual like ghost stories, just because we want to <laughs> have more ghost stories. We don't want to just run plumb out of them before our first year is even up. Um, and we're honestly having trouble remembering more at this moment. I know there is more. Like, oh, yeah, I know for a fact. More. Anyway. Um, you might hear uh, my dear dog tip-tapping around in the background again. Tippity-tap. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about the hide-behind today. Um, we're specifically talking about the hide-behind because uh, I think about them a lot because I am terrified of them. When I heard the concept of a hide-behind, I immediately had to tell Lyra because they are basically her worst fear. Absolutely. They're a cryptid that you can't see. Because they hide. They follow you. A lot of times when you hear stories about like people went hiking in the woods with their friends and the last person disappeared, it's because the hide-behind takes the last one first. Yeah. Um, when you turn around to look at them... They either go in front of you and then back around, or they hide behind something, which is where they get Trees, their name bushes, from. Trees, bushes, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of theorized that they're shapeshifters, so they can, like, get real tall and skinny or real, like, short and flat and hide behind anything, look like a shadow. Uh, they're basically in any woodland area. Yeah, it, uh, if you have some thick woods or forests near you. Now, they are specifically recorded as American uh, creatures. Um, they're... <laughs> They're known as, is it Fearsome Critters? I don't know. Something like that. Um, which is a classification of cryptid. Uh, which is fun. But uh, I have I have such a big fear of something being behind me anyway. I definitely have some form of paranoia. I don't know if it's big enough to be like diagnosed, but I, I experience it. I hate having my back open. Um, I hate sitting in... Oh my gosh. It, this is so loud in person, the, the clickety-clacking. I'm sure, I'm sure it's being picked up on the mic. It's just so loud and distracting. Uh, but even even when we're eating in, like, a restaurant or something like that, I hate having my back to a door or window. Makes me nervous. Um, I recently found out from our mother that our dad's uh, was the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm sure, like, if I had paid attention, it would. it's probably something I would have noticed. But, like, uh, at some point we were taking our, uh, me and mom took uh, our grandmother out um, to eat pizza somewhere. And uh, I was like, yeah, I can definitely sit on the outer edge of this table with my back to the front door. I can handle that. And then I couldn't. So I asked mom to switch seats with me. And she was like, you're just like your dad. That's so funny. <laughs> she hated it. Um, so hide behinds are literally like my biggest fear. Um, I hate not being able to see what's going on behind me. I even hate going to sleep sometimes because I have to close my eyes to do it. <laughs> it's It definitely translates into a deeper psychological fear of the unknown. And I know that. I just don't know how to unpack it in a way that I can deal with it. <laughs> but people who report hide-behinds also report just a feeling of being watched. Yeah. And oh. followed. A lot of times, like, you'll hear their footsteps or something like that. Their footsteps or their breathing. Are they the ones that you you have to drink alcohol? Yeah, it, it's something about uh, if you're if you're drunk, they won't bother you. <laughs> um, which a lot of people, because this was something that was mainly known in like lumber camps and things like that. So a lot of people think it was like just an excuse for lumberjacks to get real drunk at night. Um, 
but it's it's possible if it's a real creature out there that alcohol just messes with its system yeah it might just be like a poison which i mean alcohol is a poison like that's why it's fun <laughs> but so if you uh, camping make sure you at least drink a drink a little bit of alcohol yeah keep a keep a fifth of whiskey with you <laughs> um you know look out for leaves rustling when there's nothing nearby which is always unsettling yup um the last time we went camping actually it was like raining just slightly so it kept sounding like somebody was just running around really lightly outside of the tent and i could not sleep i got out of the tent to walk around our campsite like three or four times because i had to make sure nothing was out i know there. i know uh Everyone the knows. two children that were in the tent with me they kept asking me if it was bigfoot oh no it was just me <laughs> and i was like no no, it's not Bigfoot. And the littlest one went, are you sure? <laughs> she also peed the bed. That's true. Um, so she, is, she was very little at the time. I think she was only like three and a half. Yeah, she was really young. So, I mean, I gotta say, though, if you if you ever feel unsafe going camping, just go, go camping with me. I feel unsafe enough to be alert if something happens. I will keep an eye on shit. So, <laughs> I won't sleep. <laughs> But we'll all know if there's an attacker. That's true. Still upset that I'm the only person who brought a frying pan. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the hide behind is mostly known in North America. Um, I think it's mostly reported in places like Pens- like we were talking before, like Pennsylvania and the Pacific Northwest. Um, places where there's like the real thick trees where you can get lost real easy. Don't get me wrong. There's all sorts of places all over the place where you can get lost real easy. But there's something about pine forests. <laughs> yeah. They're just unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, the hide behind um, a way you can know that it's stalking you is that you don't hear crickets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I see, I couldn't remember I, the specification. I think it's because it's like the presence of a predator. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so it's it's a very upsetting legend. I don't like it. Um, and at the same time, I really like it because I keep imagining them as being like these little black furry creatures with like red eyes. <laughs> which sounds really adorable, but they're also terrifying. So like aesthetically and the idea of them appeals to me but like the actual idea of their existence terrifies me to my core it's you know it's just the perfect cross section for me (laughs) of enjoyment and fear (laughs) um but there um there are lots of like personal accounts and stuff uh mostly recorded before the internet so i don't know how many are available on the internet i know there's like a compendium out there of uh and not specifically hide behinds, but like American uh, cryptids and their sightings and, wit- and witnesses. Well, not witnesses for hide behinds, just, you know, almost victims. Mm. And you know, they make me think of shadow hobbits. Shadow hobbits? Because hobbits are really good at hiding. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Because, I mean, even the Nod School couldn't find them when they were hiding. We're really letting our nerd show this episode, huh? <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, that's our terrifying little cryptid for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for sticking with us because we were all over the damn place. Um, we'll refocus. Our next two episodes will will be better organized, maybe. 
And Lyra, just keep in mind, when you feel like something's watching you, it's just hiding behind you. I hate you so much. We have so many gaps in this house, like like between furniture and the walls. I hate it. I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> Stay spooky.